Hello and welcome to The Wellspring Way, the podcast where we get the lowdown from education professionals on what's going on in our schools and the issues affecting the world of education. Now my guest today is a bit of a genius when it comes to creating amazing schools really. When he became principal at Beacon Academy, it was a school of last resort. It was on the cusp of being closed due to tiny admissions figures and things were, well, looking bleak. Now it's a thriving secondary school that's oversubscribed. It's one hell of a success story. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Principal of Beacon Academy, Jason Thurley. Jason, it's great to have you on the Wellspring Way. Oh, thank you. Um, so, as I've just mentioned in my intro, it's been one hell of a journey, hasn't it, Beacon? Yes, it has, yeah. It was um, the, the school that was established here for quite some time uh, closed in 2010. And then there were seven years where the school sort of switched sponsors between um, two dioceses. And and I think at the end of that, I think the turbulence that created sort of three schools in in seven in seven years, and and I think the um, sort of and of course the school at that time was then surrounded by um, you know new build academies with you know sort of twenty five thirty million pound new buildings yeah and and the school community here is sort of missing out really on the on the proposed new building under the building schools of the future uh, scheme and meant the school had sort of ended up really as almost like the sort of the poor relation really yeah. and and so as a result um uh, as as you said in the intro really became the sort of you know the sort of last choice for parents etc we had got to the stage where in sort of a March 2017 you know the future of the school looked very bleak indeed in terms of potential uh, closure and and that's obviously it was on that date on the 1st of March really that we that the school community found out it was going to join you know the Wellspring Academy Trust and and since then really you know it's been a real a real a really exciting journey and I remember I think it was about a week later I had my first sort of meeting it was a seven o'clock in the morning meeting with with the CEO Mark Wilson and I just sort of pushed across a a curriculum plan to Mark and said well you know in the event that the school did stay open because it had months of rumour that the school was closing um, you know in this curriculum plan we do need a couple of teachers and do we know what the school is going to be called and know what's the curriculum going to look like? And have I got any budget for these two teachers? And what does it all look like for this school yeah. that we want to open on the 1st of September? And so we we went on quite a journey there, really, with, you know, engagement um, of the community. Obviously, I think my my hairdresser at that time had sort of said, you know, what's the school called this week? And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, what's the school called this year? Right. And and so we, we really sort of, instead of just imposing a name on the community, we really sort of reached out to the community and the, the long list of names came from the children the short list came from the children and sort of the parents and you know local residents um you know the sort of you know the landlady of the local public house that's across the road from the school everybody got a, a, a vote in what the school was called and the same with the with the uniform as well right. in terms of you know they just had sort of we had a number of mannequins and parents came after school and kids came down from classes to sort of vote on the particular you know there was a talker from the uniform people in terms of the benefit the pros and cons of each uniform and 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 the same with the logo really and and I think the, the children had um had sort of identified that the this is the, the Beacon Hill area of Cleethorpes and and the school and one of the previous schools um sort of 50 60 years ago had been called Beacon Hill um so Beacon Academy was voted for and but obviously where it got into the sort of into the pot initially was the children sort of working out it was the Beacon Hill area of Cleethorpes it had some history and so so Beacon Academy sort of brings the school back to the local community I think and, and whilst tipping a respectful nod really to to what the school was previously called uh, for a long time a long time ago 
I'm, um, I'm fascinated yeah. to know which which um, names were on the shortlist but didn't quite make it. Yeah, well, there was quite well. Yeah, there was some some curious ones. Yeah, there was um, there was Beacon Academy, Beacon Hill Academy, Coastal Academy, uh, Wellspring Horizon Academy. I think were the last, but the sort of the four that were shortlisted. Oh, okay, it's quite interesting in terms of you know what the school could have been called and that kind of thing. I guess it's a little bit like naming a child, isn't it? That once you've given them the name, you can't ever imagine that well, ever yeah. ever being called anything else after that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And of course, and it's quite a decision, and then and then going out from there is about given the name changes and the the sort of the turbulence and the instability it was about really building that sort of brand and and then having that sort of the values and vision really of the school and and why the school was going to be different and really positioning ourselves you know as a mainstream secondary school but a very very inclusive ethos and and having those values really and and then communicating those and, and then being the living witness to those and then obviously getting sort of staff to, to join us on the journey as well as the staff that had been here through, I suppose, you know, um, previous thin times really. And and so we, we opened on the 1st of September 2017. Uh, the school, the year before um, the school had joined uh, Wellspring and became Beacon, I think it shrunk to just 192 pupils. Goodness me, I mean, that's incredibly small for a secondary, isn't it? A mainstream it, secondary. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's, it's the size of a, of a year group, mm. really, essentially within the school. And we had, um, and certainly we, we, I mean, the first year 11 class of, of Beacon Academy, the class of, of 2018, um, had sort of 28 pupils and I think just over half of those had joined the school you know having had unsuccessful school experiences elsewhere right. and and so we've um, we've grown from there from the you know from from those low numbers that we had sort of 2015 2016 to you know just under 600 uh, students on the school roll now and and, and as you said um, Elizabeth um, you know we we are sort of oversubscribed we've, we've moved up and from you know, 100 to 120 to 125, now 150, and and having waiting lists um, in those year groups. And so it's and been... that's just yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal kind of success story. How do you manage to change parents' minds, the community's minds? Because like you say, this was a school where, you know, it was the last resort. Yeah, um, yeah. How do you, how do you change that, that, um, psychology and parents to see actually this is an amazing school now I want to send my child here yeah it's it's certainly not overnight I mean it's day-to-day hard work from the staff team yeah. really and it's um it's having those values and staying true to those values really and and that's hard and but yeah it's employing and trusting uh, the right staff and we're really really lucky um the school community with the staff team we've got um you know we've got a fantastic uh, team you know professionals that uh, teaching pastoral you know administration and attendance safeguarding and yeah. really drawing from those experiences and but it's day-to-day i mean all schools can market themselves mm-hmm. and, and say this and say that and of course all schools have banners on fences and that kind of thing uh, as we do and um, yeah. but um you find out how good a school is you know from the hairdressers don't you really you do and yeah it's, the, it's, word of it's mouth. the word of mouth that really tells yeah. you the truth isn't it yeah and yeah. it's um and so it's really it's just um and i think for us our core core job really for for everybody in the school particularly the leaders of the school is to ensure that the children's experience just on a day-to-day basis you know it's a good experience they go home having a good day and and of course and that requires you know leaders to be on playground duty on break duty you know on the corridors on the gate you know this kind of thing and and being very rooted in the sort of the operational for the day-to-day experience of the children and sort of the strategic then comes really at the evenings you know and after school and that kind of thing and but yeah it's just it's slowly 
And in answer to your question, Elizabeth, it's it's slowly, but it's yeah, it's through that sort of day to day, just the children having a good experience, and then those children going home having had you know a good experience, and then the parents then, well, my kid goes there, you know, it's, it's all absolutely right. fine, yeah, yeah they're doing know, really well. And Consistency, isn't it? It's yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, and I think for us, it's been about um, the parents sort of not sending their child to what they perceive maybe to be an exam factory where they sort of feel their child's anonymous, you know, in a sort of a year group with you know three hundred children in it, and yeah. And I think for us, it's about um, sort of knowing knowing the pupils, um, giving them opportunities, um, particularly with extracurricular and trips and clubs and, you know, participation in a wide range of sort of, you know, sports teams or performing arts events and humanities trips and art, art experiences and really sort of focusing on the whole ch- child and and having a real focus on all the children not those not just those that are going to give you you know grade nines or you know yeah. the old gcse grade c's and this kind of thing mm-hmm. i think um we do ensure that all the children really have you know have their first choice um option subjects um when they choose an option subject you know even if seven kids want to do textiles we will you, you know, find a way yeah, yeah find a way and of you know getting a member of staff and it fitting in the timetable obviously the, the deputy that writes the timetable doesn't isn't particularly appreciative of that thing because <laughs> it's quite a challenge and um it's about yeah making sure they have those first choice options and and now enabling the children to pick the option subjects which 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 are in their interests and fit their interests and aspirations and not you know sort of dragooning or steering uh, children down um sort of pathways which sort of make the school look better in league tables um but maybe not what the child wants to particularly do yeah because i noticed you mentioned banners outside schools and you have some fabulous banners yeah. outside yeah. beacon um talking about exam results so whilst it's not you say it's not your why mm. you've Got some pretty good ones this year. Yeah, we're we're, we're pleased. I think we're significantly mm-hmm. above the average for uh, North East Lincolnshire. Yeah, and I think we compare favourably in terms of the progress rate measure with um, you know lo- locally within North East Links and across the region really in terms of Yorkshire and Humberside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I say, we do we do make decisions around sort of curriculum etc., which we know you know aren't aren't going to you know might particularly affect our progress rate score. But if it's in the best interest of the child, then then that's fine. So. You know, we don't, um, yeah, we don't sort of force kids down sort of curriculum entries and that kind of thing. And, you know, according to, you know, forcing kids down sort of back routes or, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. And and so, you know, if they want to, absolutely. And we do have the high aspirations for the children, but we don't. Um, but yeah, we, we, um, but yeah, we are, we are pleased because I think our, our results do, um, you know, do compel, compare well, um, certainly within sort of North East Lincolnshire. Uh, yeah. Certainly within North East Links, yeah. Which um, goes to show, doesn't it? It's a brilliant example of how you don't have to do things the expected, well, what's expected in a lot of schools these days, which is, like you say, this exam factory style, mm. very strict. You know, we, yeah. we've, we've read all the stories about some of the practices in some schools mm. in terms of discipline. Um, but your approach is totally different to that. But yet you've not sacrificed on results at all really no no um no i mean we you know we do persevere with the children do give children opportunities and i mean we've actually you know in in all our year groups really we've taken in children from from other schools Mm -hmm. who've had and other local schools and you know not children that have you know um moved into the area particularly but children haven't moved house but joined us from another local school where they're not in our catchment 
And but yeah, we've taken those those students on, and then where they weren't successful elsewhere, and maybe sometimes we're, we're threat of being removed from those schools. Um, yeah. The staff team here have been able to work with the young person, work with the uh, work with the families, and then that child's gone on and done really well in their GCSEs, and then moved into you know post sixteen destinations at college, and and in some cases been part of our prefect team and our Brilliant. student leadership team. And um, one particular boy that um, we took in from, uh, who we took in from a couple of schools now, now runs his own business, and you know we now employ him. And is this Bailey who I is, see yeah. on Twitter quite it a is, bit? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we employ um, um, Bailey, but Bailey is by is by no means an isolated example. You know, we have other students, you know, um, that have joined the school since that have gone through and done their path through the school since that are now you know doing well at college and you know and on, yeah. on post 16 courses we invest heavily in sort of you know the positive regard and sort of the relational approach with the students and we have high expectations but we do have sometimes flexible consistency and with the with the pupils and a pragmatic approach really um we don't particularly into sort of punishing kids for things which aren't their fault you know if they're not sent to school you know in in the right footwear and that kind of thing then obviously we'll work with the parents and work with the students on there and we don't have an approach that you know right you know you're in the wrong colored socks or your trousers aren't wide enough so you you know you know go into some sort of behavior unit within the school and and so we don't have we don't have that approach um equally we do have we do invest heavily and we have a very strong pastoral team of experienced staff who support um the young people who aren't who don't teach during the day so they're more responsive to you know to issues that occur ah so they can have a different sort of relationship yeah with them. absolutely yeah. yeah and and also i think i think this is this is strong for the for the teachers at the school because um, the teachers then can, you know, can concentrate on the teaching and the planning and the marking and, and, you know, and obviously with that, with the support from the pastoral team around them. And yeah, and equally we've, you know, we've employed sort of primary school teachers at the school to help with the transition. We have a fantastic sort of, um, you know, um, Senko and SEM manager that work with the, that work with the students as well. And so, yeah, there's a lot of sort of professionals within the school that really support in the young people. Yeah. You've just reminded me when you mentioned about the, um, the transition, you do really interesting things, don't you? in terms of how you how you um bring people in from primary primary level and support them yes into, into the secondary yeah absolutely Elizabeth. we got um we've employed some um some primary school teachers at the school and so we've um and and created the sort of the project-based learning approach and this isn't a you know a nurture group and that kind of thing these are sort of serious you know qualified key stage two sort of teachers that know the key stage two curriculum well they know you know where the kids should be at the end of year four year five year six and obviously in in like us like many schools um you know children do come to us who you know aren't secondary ready in terms of their levels or their you know their social skills and so we have the sort of the project-based learning approach, which is to sort of really to sort of accelerate, you know, and real that real sort of catch up mm-hmm. and in the sort of primary based model. So they do have us, they do have their own room and um, which they and they do it in a project-based learning approach, but only for sort of 50 percent timetable. The other 50 percent of the week, they are out in normal secondary and, you know, in PE and D&T and science and art. Yeah. And but they're having that sort of catch up, really. Okay. And with a sort of a teacher who has taught key stage three but it's a key stage two uh, trained key stage two practitioner. So they sort of know where they are and where they need to be. 
and and mm-hmm. sort of if you like provide that bridge and and also where some of the pupils would find it quite sort of you know uh, daunting coming from you know a primary setup of you know maybe sometimes it's a it's a one form entry primary school mm-hmm. of 19 kids in a year yeah you know it's one class and the primary school itself is, is quite small and then they come to quite a sprawling vast secondary site and yeah. And so with, you know, 13 different teachers and, you know, and... Um... It's, it's such an overwhelming thing, isn't it? I mean, I've got experience of that with my own and going from a tiny little village primary to a huge secondary. Yeah. And expecting them to be able to adjust to that very, yeah, very quickly is, yeah, is, is, yeah. is a lot for, for young people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the vast majority of the kids are absolutely fine. And, you know, and sort of, you know, are, you know, are sort of glad they're at secondary and it's more grown up and that's where they are. And uh, But there are some students who, yeah, can find that transition more difficult. And so that's where we've, instead of sort of the children sort of floundering, we've sort of put that bridge in place for some of the students to, to support them. And then obviously, and then into year eight, they go into the school as normal. Uh, mm-hmm. We started that sort of five, six years ago. So we've now got students who, you know, sat their GCSEs last summer, um, sitting their GCSEs this summer, who came through that approach and, and have done well. And are thinking, well, they might have really, really struggled and it might have been, gone very differently for them if they had not hadn't had that support yeah it's always interesting when you employ primary teachers because you when you give them their their timetable and they see some gaps and you're like oh the time there's there's a mistake i've got gaps <laughs> like what's wrong it's not complete it's not it's not filled in properly and you go well no there you you know they, are you planning, that's, planning, that's planning time. oh right well in primary school you you just taught all day and then you went out on duty with the kids and that kind of stuff and so yeah it's been you know it's been a, it's added it's really added value to the school um, the other thing I wanted to have a chat with you about is um, you mentioned that this school didn't get the um, Building Schools for the Future funding um, and it is it is an older building, mm-hmm. but you've got an exciting project underway. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we were, um, I think it was July 2021, the school was named in wave two of the DFE School Rebuilding Programme. And so the school has had quite a, um, quite a long feasibility. And obviously it has come through visa- feasibility about the, uh, the building, uh, potentially a, a brand new school uh, for the community. And we're at the sort of bidder's stage now. And so looking at prospective uh, bidders to build the school. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with a, with a, with a project of such size, you sort of, you don't get expectations, you know, you sort of take each stage at a time. And, but yeah, but certainly it's, um, you know, it's a really, really exciting, um, for the school community here. We've had fantastic support from the trust through the, um, leader of capital and assets, the CEO, the deputy CEO. And, um, you know, so we've had fantastic support here from the trust and estates, um, Mm -hmm. that have been supporting with that. So potentially we've got a, a a brand new sort of three story building to be built on the edge of the field, actually, which is, exciting because it doesn't mean temporary accommodation so you'll stay in here while the new facility is being built that's right elizabeth yeah and certainly we've and i think where the trust and um i think about three and a half million pounds has been spent on this site um since 2017 Mm -hmm. and so so the site here has been sort of transformed to some extent with the with with what's been spent um on it and it's um yeah it does create where they where we can actually enjoy the benefits that have gone into this site watch the new school be built, move into the new school and then watch them sort of, I suppose, piece by piece, take down uh, the existing school and then build the sort of landscape and the hard standing areas for, you know, car parking and football pitches and and tennis courts and things. And so um, that'll be, you know, a really, really exciting, especially for a school community here that, again, is surrounded by schools which have had 
brand new buildings or yeah. multi-million pound sort of partial rebuildings and for us then to get a sort of for, for us to have our finally have our turn yeah. really uh would be fantastic yeah yeah, and will that affect the amount of pupils that you can have here? Will, will that increase? Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, we've um, we have sort of raised our pound two hundred and fifty based on the the demand for for places, mm-hmm. and so we've this will just be sort of a, a, a gradual, you know, as a year group leaves one fifty come in. Mm-hmm. We won't go to more than one fifty because I think if you go more than one fifty and, and go more than seven fifty uh, capacity, I think you become a different school uh, that we are. And you um, lose what makes Beacon special. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then there, there's worry then that you do then get kids that do go through the school under the radar and and etc and so we i think we go to the sort of the upper level really of what we can you know of what we can accommodate whilst whilst retaining our our ethos and of course that is so important to us and it's been important really from day one um and and you know and it's, it's really happy to say obviously even like you know mark the ceo has absolutely supported that yeah and that you know the school mustn't lose its sort of values mm-hmm. or anything when um and so it's um yeah so we will we will we won't take any more than 150 because once you you, you do that you do become a sort of a different school but yeah but it was be potentially a 750 place school um that's being built a brand new school that's being built on the site which um and the opportunities and for that in terms of you know creating a a more fit for purpose site than we've got because yeah. as a sort of a 19 sort of 50s building we we haven't got enough specialist science labs moving forward and you know the entrances at the back of the school and you know there's, there's things that are in the wrong place yeah. that aren't logical um where the school well, bits have been bolted yeah, on over the last yeah, yeah, seven, exactly. 70 years yeah well over the last decades and where people you know dip different come in oh i'm gonna put a dance studio there and i'm gonna put this there yeah and, and so to have it where, you know, to have everything sort of logically placed on a, in a flow and it's, um, you know, and obviously in the opportunity to create sort of modern and outstanding facilities uh, for the young people in the community is, um, yeah, it's fantastic. And well, yeah, I just, it can't, can't happen quickly enough yeah. for me really. It's such a vote of confidence, isn't it? In you and the team from the DFE, you know, to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're really, really, really privileged, really, mm. um, to be to be selected. I think it was only fifty schools in the country in Wave Two, mm. and so to be the only one within this region to 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 get that, and and I think where you know, like I say, yeah, it is a where the school community here has missed out on the the facilities and the funding, and it was um, to, for us to sort of finally get that and to have a, a, a transformed site here. Is really exciting indeed yeah yeah well we look forward to um what do they call it when they put the first break in the ground yeah the, ground. the break of ground yeah and yeah. topping out you all, know, the, all when those it gets the highest point yeah. exciting points yeah, yeah. yeah we look forward to, to kind of following all that as it as it starts to happen yeah too, um yeah. right then one thing that we always like to do on the wellspring way is a quick fire round to kind of get a little bit of an idea on what your own school days were like oh okay yeah so very straightforward okay. christmas fair or summer sports day um summer sports day um english literature or english language english language oh why was that oh yeah um it was just a stronger subject for me really you just Uh, were better at it yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah um packed lunches or school dinners um school dinners yeah you had good good school dinners in your school yeah yeah it was um yeah it was yeah i preferred school dinners i think i just preferred the fact that it was yeah, especially this time of year, I it was hot food, actually, as yeah. opposed to sandwiches and a box of sun-made raisins and that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Music or drama? Uh, music. 
Do you, are you musical? No, not talented in either. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, yeah. So it was, yeah, it's sort of, uh, they're not, not two of the strongest categories for me, but, uh, but yeah, out the two music. Yeah. Choose music. Athletics or team sports? Team sports. No question. Yeah. Which would, what's, what was your favorite? Uh, oh, football. Football. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you, you like to have a kickabout um, in the playground now, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not very good. Uh, the, yeah, the kids are miles better, I'm pleased to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exams or coursework? Uh, coursework. Um, I think um, I think ex- I think just having exams, I think, places a lot of pressure on the kids. I think it's all on the day. I think the amount of times you have children sit exams, you think, well, you know, it's it, you know, the wrong question comes up, and if that question had come up, I would have. You know, you would have done yeah. well in that. You know, the, the you know the eight mark question was on an area I found quite difficult. Or oh, if you know, I'd have been absolutely. Oh, you know, we, I think all even from uni, you talk about you know things like things like you know what topics and subjects come up. Yeah. And so I think with coursework, um, I think it gets a spread. You know, I think um, you do actually get more accurate um, grades because I think it really it really reflects the child's ability as yeah. opposed to it not just being all on the day. Yeah, there's a lot of luck, isn't there, with exams? Yeah, yeah. I think um, so. It's effort as well, you know. We, yeah. people, people who put a lot of effort in deserve deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Score I think with the centre assessed grades in the pandemic, um, where schools were looking at, um, you know, a ranges of evidence beyond just sitting a one-off exam, you mm-hmm. know, in the summer, and it was interesting uh, where where you know those those two year groups really got GCSE grades based on mock exams you know, coursework, extended pieces of writing and this kind of thing. And I think that was a um a better flow of evidence really than just than just the the one off exam where for some kids the wrong question come up or Yeah. Or um, you could just be having an off day. You could not be feeling well. Yeah. yeah, All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um finally, last question, and I ask this to everybody that comes on. If I could give you a magic wand and you could change absolutely anything you want about the education system um, don't worry about kind of what funding or anything like that. Anything you want to do, you can do it. What would you do to make the education system better in this country? Um, it'd be from, I think you'd have to have a review of Ofsted and League Tables. Um, and I think, but if you could do anything with any any funding, I think would be school, um, you know, school buildings and facilities really uh, for the young people. And I think more... And I think far more facilities really for, you know, other professionals to come in, you know, you know, especially sports coaches, you know, and sort of the whole sort of extracurricular after schools, the schools become really hubs of the local community. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea, actually, kind of yeah. more more community focus that that funding to be able to really, yeah. really improve things for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you ever so much for joining us and telling us a bit about Beacon. It's such a great story. Yeah, this this place is fabulous and I can't wait to see what happens with the new build. Um, next time, I'll be joined by Sarah Parker, Principal Designate at Wellsprings New Post-16 Send School, Trentview College. She'll be talking to us about the challenges and opportunities of creating a brand new school from scratch. Until then, thanks for listening. See you next time.